Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Church, it's uh, who loves the old movies. <laughs> uh, when I was uh, growing up, I we um, we grew up. In, I grew up in New Zealand. Uh, my name's Ra, by the way. If, if, do, how many guests do we have? Do we have any guests here? If this is your first time, can you raise your hand? Welcome. Why don't we just welcome our guests again, please, Church? It's great to have you in the house uh, on Easter morning. I was just saying, I love old movies. When we were Young, we only had, uh, we grew up in the country, very remote area, and we had one, one DVD back in the day, and it was the Ten Commandments. <laughs> that was the one DVD we had, and so we grew up, and we'd watch it, because I think it went for like three hours long, the Ten Commandments. Anyone seen the old Ten Commandments, Charles and Hisson? How cool was that? Oh, I thought it was cool. We thought it was cool, because that's all we had. We didn't have anything else to compare it to. But, um, you know, I, I love that. I love that. I'll, thank you very much for that. Very, um, all good. Hey, um... Today is obviously Easter. Easter, uh, it's Easter Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday, and it's good news. Amen. It's the good news of the gospel. It's 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 fantastic. And um, I love Easter. I love Easter Sunday. I love the whole weekend of Easter in the Christian in the Christian calendar. Obviously, it's the greatest. It's the pinnacle of everything in the Christian calendar, right? All the Old Testament, you know, all the Old Testament points to it, and all the New Testament works from it. Amen. So it's the pinnacle of everything that we do is Easter. It's Easter. It's, it's, the, it's the death. It's the burial. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. I, um, in the Old Testament, it points to it. And I think it's Romans 6. Paul says that, that the Israelites are coming out of Egypt. He says they'll baptize unto Moses in the Red Sea. Right? So they were slaves. This illustrated even in the Old Testament. They were slaves. And it says that they were baptized unto Moses into the Red Sea. So they were slaves, but that, that, that slave life died. Are you with me? The slave life died, and as they went through the sea, they were buried. Amen. As they come out the other side, there's a resurrection life, right? In the New Testament, Jesus comes up to uh, John the Baptist and says, you know, baptize me. And John says, no, nah, yeah, I am baptizing you. You're Jesus. You're, you're the guy. You're the man. He says, no, but you've got to understand that people... I want to show people what I'm going to do. I want to show people that I must die, be buried, and then come back to life again. So all this time, it's all about Easter Sunday. Christianity is all about Easter Sunday. And, um, and I was asked to share a, a, a short message uh, around, around the Easter, around the Easter uh, theme. And, and for me, I thought the only thing I could do is, is talk about my, my relationship with Easter and what Easter has done in my life. Um, what Easter has done in my life, because I, I don't know everybody here and I don't know your story. Um, but I do know as, we, as our theme is this month that if you mix your story with his story, you create history, amen? And so I thought I would share a little bit about myself this morning and just tell you what Easter, what the whole theme of Easter has done in my life. Um, as, you, as some of you may know, I, I grew up in a, I, was, I haven't been a Christian all my life. I've been a Christian for 16 years now, or for you Australians, 16 years. I've been a Christian for 16 years, 
I originally come from New Zealand. Pommy. Sorry. Work on that. Um, I originally come from New Zealand. I come from a very small town, as I said. Uh, it was a very rough town. It was, uh, has anyone seen Once Warriors? Anyone seen that movie? Yeah, I grew up in a sort of an environment like that. And the funny thing is the people, when they see people upstage, they go, no, you can't have come from that. You can't have come from that kind of a background. But that's just a testament of the power, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. That's just a testament of what Jesus Christ can do if he gets a life submitted to him. Amen. So I, I grew up in a, in a, in a, in a uh, single parent family. We didn't have much going on in, in, the, in the way of finances. In fact, we had nothing. We used to have porridge for like two weeks in a row. You know, that's all the only meal we had. That's all we could afford. We used to milk cows before and after school to just, you know, to survive and that kind of deal. We didn't have any shoes. We didn't have anything. We didn't have much going on. And, um, and my mother was, a, was, a, was a quite a hard lady. No one's going to say yeah because your mum, yeah. <laughs> Garth's like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. <laughs> my mother was a, quite a hard lady. And uh, she wasn't the kind of woman to show love. She wasn't the kind of woman who would readily open up and uh, show love. She, wasn't, she just wasn't that kind of woman. Um, uh, so affection wasn't a big thing growing up. Affection wasn't a big thing at all growing up. In fact, we got zero, if any. Um, it, was, it was all based on, you know, we, we, maybe we got accepted when we did something right. So we come from a working background. So if you, if you did a job right, you sort of got a, you got a bit of a nod or you got a wink, and that was, that was about it, you know. You'd, you'd work, you'd work your finger to the bone, as they say, but, you know, there was never a good job. There was, never, there was just a bit of a wink. And so... When I became a Christian and I heard about this, this, this scripture, John 3, 16, that Evan uh, previously mentioned, when he mentioned this, for God so loved the world, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That freaked me out. I couldn't understand what that meant. I didn't have anything to, to measure it by. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't have anything to measure it by. So I, it took me a while to understand what, this, what love actually was. It took me quite a while to understand what love was. So for the first maybe eight years of my Christian life, I tried to earn God's love by doing things for Him. My love was based in performance. And so what I'd do is I'd try and serve God the best I could in order that He would love me because that's all I knew. That was my reference point. And, um, and it's the most amazing thing when you finally get the revelation when you finally get the revelation, and not in your mind, but in your heart, that God loves you. It is the most incredible thing. God doesn't love you. He so loves you, the Bible says. He so loves you. I'm telling you, if people would just get that little piece of Scripture, self-esteem issues would disappear. Self-esteem, low self-esteem would disappear if you understood that God so loved you. If you understood that God is so into you that he would send his only begotten son to die on a cross for you. And I've heard people, I work on building sites, and I, and I hear people say, wow, mate, if I, if I, my, my, if I, and they stutter like, like it's this big thing, my if, if, oh, my, if I turn up to church, the roof would fall in. What, that wasn't English, that was Aussie, yeah? Yeah, cool. Close. Get in there. And so the roof would fall in thinking that their actions 
separates them from the love of God. Thinking that all the things that they've done in their world has separated them from the love of God. But we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. And that was the biggest revelation I ever got was that God loved me. And you know what? Even to this day, I wake up in the morning and with times of heart, I remember God loves me. It seems like a very simple, very simple revelation, but I'm telling you, it's so profound that it will, oh, I, I, I actually get teary when I talk about it. I actually get, because it'll change your life when you understand that God loves you. It'll actually change your life. Not the idea that God loves you. Maybe he, no, God loves you. He so loves you. But what about the thing? He doesn't care about that. What about that? I don't, no, no, I love you. For God so loved the world. It doesn't say for God so loved the church. No, no, he loves the world. All those brothers and sisters out there who are doing all these crazy things, God says, no, I love you. I love you. And somewhere along the line, I think we've forgotten to share that message. Somewhere along the line, I think the church has forgotten to share that message of love, of acceptance. Are you with me? Anyone agree? No? Get me? Somewhere along the line, we get caught up in our stuff and we forget to share the message of love. We forget to just stop and say, you know what? You're loved. No, but what about, no, no, you're loved. So many people out there with self-esteem issues. So many people out there just thinking that, you know, just down, man, I'm this, I'm that. that." I'm telling you, try and give somebody a compliment these days. Oh, you're great. Oh, no, 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 no. Every single time. You did a fantastic, oh, no, 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 no. This, this really poor self-image going on. And we are called, the church, we are called to share the message of love. But I believe that because we don't understand it fully, we don't share it. That's my, that's my personal revelation. I believe because we don't understand it fully ourselves, we, we neglect to share it. We don't understand that we are loved, that we're accepted. I hung out with Garth the other night, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, this altogether kind of guy. I'm a bit crazy. I'm a little bit loopy. Would you, would you agree, Garth? We bought pizza, and I was just being myself. And we were making jokes, and oh, oh, I won't go into there, but the pizza guy was kind of looking at us, just freaking out, going, who are you guys? But the deal is, I've learned that God's comfortable with who I am. He's comfortable with my quirks, with my good stuff, with my bad stuff, with my crazy stuff. So I don't apologize for it. I don't care what you guys think. Sorry. Because God said to me, he said, no, I love you the way you are. I love you the way you are. And it's allowed me to live freely. It's allowed me to live with liberty. It's allowed me just to live the life that he has actually planned for me. We've got to understand, church, that God loves you. He so loves you. Secondly, the second thing, uh, that the second biggest revelation I got about the Easter message is that God can take a broken life and transform it and resurrect it. God can take a broken life and He can transform it and resurrect it. Doesn't matter if you're black or white. Ooh, you said the black word. Doesn't matter if you're poor or rich. 
doesn't matter what kind of family background you come from, God can resurrect that life. God can resurrect that life. Um, back, to, back to my life story again. When, when I, before I was a Christian, I was, I was, a, bit, I was a bit angry. I was, why are you laughing? I was a bit angry. I was a bit of an angry kind of guy. I, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would at, at an instant drop into a rage when I, when I was a younger kind of guy. Um, any little incident where I could, I would. I would go out and sometimes actually look to get into trouble, look to get into fights because it was something I was good at when I was younger. Oh, now. It was something I'm good at. And the funny thing is, get this mentality. It was something I'm good at. And if I got into a fight, I pretty much knew I was going to be okay. So at least I was better than that person at the end of the fight. That was my thinking. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go out looking for, beat somebody up. What'd you say? What, what, what? Talk about my girlfriend. I didn't even have a girlfriend. What'd you say about my girlfriend? Because I had such a low self-esteem, I had such a low, that, that, that would actually make me feel good. Isn't that amazing? Me. Oh, Ra, you're, I'm not. I'm just a normal guy that God has transformed. Are you with me? I was this ruffian. I was this guy, I used to drink a carton of beer by myself at night. Easy. Let's go out for a beer and I'd take my carton. You know, hey, hey, hey. We used to have friends and they used to bring their new boyfriends along. We used to say, let's play this drinking game. What is it called? It's called Next. How do you play it? Next. And he said, we have this little circle just going around all night. Next, 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 next. That was, my, that was my life. That was my thing. But when God got a hold of me, when God got a hold of me, and I understood that I was forgiven for my sins, and I understood that he loved me, something shifted. Something changed. I was driving. Can I, I'll just share a little story. I was driving down the road. The other day, I had, I had one of our workers in the, in the passenger seat, and it was raining. And, uh, and uh, as I drove, you know, I stopped at a set of lights, and as, as the lights turned green, there's cars behind me. I drove off, and I saw this young, looked like a solo mum, pushing her baby through, through the rain. And I said, oh, poor, poor baby. Like, it, wow, it affected me. And I went around this corner, and we're driving a little bit further, and I see this bus stop without a shelter. And again, I see this young mum standing there with a baby in a pram and some old people just getting wet, pouring down rain. And I, and I was driving past, and I saw this thing, and something inside me just says no. I spun my truck around, and I parked on the other side of the road. I got out of my truck. It was pouring with rain. I'm searching through my toolbox and sledgehammers and pinch bars and all this kind of stuff and I found the umbrella and I ran over to this, crossed the road and I ran over to this lady. I said, here you go. Here's an umbrella for you and your child. And, 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 and she was, she was, she was totally affected. She was, she stood back and, and her face and her eyes were just, she couldn't believe it that somebody would stop, turn their truck around, come up and here's an umbrella for you, but I don't want your baby getting wet. And this old man, you know, good on you, mate. 
good on you. And he, he couldn't believe it all. He says, he's saying, good on you, mate. Good on you. What a good thing to do. Good on you. Good on you, mate. And I'll give this, and she just keeps saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I said, it's okay. It's okay. It's just to have this umbrella. And so I jumped in the truck and I spun around and I drove off and my, my worker next to me is like, wow. Like, wow. Why would you do something like that? And I realized that, that I wasn't the same man that I was 16 years ago. That a life with Christ will transform you. That a life with Christ won't just come, he won't come on the inside and renovate you. He'll come on the inside and make it brand new. That a life with Christ. That a life with Christ will come and he'll transform you from the inside. He'll change the atmosphere of your heart. Change the way you think. That is the Easter message for me. That God loves me. And he's done a work in me. He's transformed my life. And it's funny because I think it's the greatest message in the world. I think it's the most fantastic message in the world. But we, 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 we rarely tell people about it. We rarely go out and say, man, I've, I've, I've got to tell you something. I've got to tell you something. I've got to tell you something, man. It's so cool. What is it? Easter, Christ died on a cross for you. He loves you. He wants to come into your world and like turn it upside down the right way up. We don't do it. And it, it makes me wonder on Easter Sunday if I could possibly, if you'd give me license to challenge you a little bit. Why don't we share the message of Easter? Why don't we tell people about the greatest event on planet Earth? Why don't we actually shout it from the mountaintops, not whisper it? Why don't we stand and say, you know what? Jesus is alive and he wants to come and do something in your world. And I don't know the answer to that. I I don't know what the answer is because it's different for us individually, right? Nonetheless, the message of Easter is powerful. And God did come to save the world. God did come to tell people, hey, I love you. God did come. He died on a cross to take everything, all those things, guilt. He, give it to me. I'll take that willingly. I'll, I'll Give it to me. Don't carry that anymore. You're not built for it. Give it to me. So you can live a life set free. For me, that is the message of Easter. For me, that is the, that is the, the core of what Easter's all about. For some people, it's about Easter eggs. For some people, it's about long weekends and holidays. But for us, it's about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm sorry if you came here wanting a theological message. That's tonight. That's tonight. Bring a friend tonight. You bring a friend tonight, seriously. But I guess I just want to, I want to ask, will, will we share the message? Would you share the message of Jesus Christ? Would you share the message? Would you actually step out of your comfort zone and share the message? Would you actually forget about your own reputation and say, you know what, mate? God loves you. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen to me. Look him in the eye. He loves you. That is what we're called to do. We live in a we live in a world that is we live in an age that's so connected. So connected. Like Facebook. Like like you know what I mean? Before we had to write 
letters. I don't know if you, some of you guys are around, but before to communicate in a rural area, you had to write a letter. Hi, da 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 da, and it got there three days later. And then you got the reply back three days later after that if they got onto it straight away. So you got a six-day conversation going on. But now everything's so instant. We're so connected. We're so connected, aren't we? We can. I could send something now. It's, it's in, you know, wherever. Straight away, instantly. We live in an age that's so connected, yet so lonely. And they're right. We live in, the, in, a, in an age that's so connected, but full with loneliness. And I thought about it before, and I thought, why? Why is it? Why is it that people don't, they're so connected, but they don't have good relationships in their world? They don't have great relationships going on. They're connected with like, oh man, I've got 500 whatever, whatever your friend list is in Facebook. I've got 500 something friends. But they're not really friends. Because they're not really friends. They're, they're, not, they're acquaintances. Because I have understood this, that a true relationship costs you something. That a true relationship, there's an investment involved. Are you with me? And we've got a whole generation of people who think they're having relationship, but there's no investment. Are you with me? So the relationship is cheap. So they, they blurt these things out on Facebook. Who's seen, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Whoa, whoa, how can you see, you know? Because they, they don't understand that a relationship, a true relationship costs you something. It costs you time. It costs you investment. It costs you money something. Let's go for a coffee. I want to take... That's what a real relationship costs you love, right? A true relationship, that's what it does. It costs you something. And God paid the ultimate price for your relationship. God paid the ultimate cost for your relationship. The ultimate. He says, there's a cost to be involved in a relationship. I will give you my best. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die. That is the price that must be paid. If that is the price, I'll pay it freely, willingly, so that I can be in relationship with you. Isn't that amazing? Is that all right? You want to Every relationship costs you something. A true relationship always costs you something. Because that's what love does. Love gives, lust takes. Remember that, young people. Love gives, lust takes. You ever get in a relationship and it's take It's lust. Love gives. That's what it does. So I just want to, if I could, if I could ask everyone just to close your eyes for a second. And I'm going to bring this to a close, but I'm going to ask, maybe you're not in relationship with Christ. Maybe you haven't heard that Christ actually loves you, that God loves you no matter what you've done. Maybe no one's told you the good news about Easter. I'm going to ask this morning that if you're not in relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to do something brave and say, yeah, I actually want to bridge that gap. I actually want to become, I actually want to become a child of God. I actually want to become, I want to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I'm telling you, he, he, he spent everything. He spared no cost to be in relationship with you. None whatsoever. That's how much you mean to Him. 
I will pay the ultimate price so you can be in a relationship with me. So if that's you, if you want to just say a simple prayer that invites Jesus to come and live in your heart, then why don't you just raise your hand and say, that's me. That's me. With every single eye closed. And I want you to be brave. Thank you. I want you to be brave. Forget about everybody else. This is, between, this is about a relationship between you and God. Don't worry about what everyone else next to you is thinking. I actually want to be in a relationship with a God who loves me. I want to be in a relationship with a God who can transform my life. All my broken dreams resurrected. All those gifts that are buried resurrected. Through a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's that simple. So I'm going to ask just, just one more time. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ into your life, it's that simple. Just raise your hand and say, that's me. I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. I'd like to receive Christ. This beautiful, beautiful Christ into my life. Secondly, if you've once been with, you've once been in a relationship with Christ, for whatever reason, just life, you've, you've, you've slipped away, you've gone away from Him, you just, just life has separated you guys. And you want to come back into relationship? Why don't you just raise your hand and say, I'd like to do that this morning. I'd like to do that this morning. Okay. That's cool. Why don't we stand to our feet, please? If I could get the band back up. By this... I believe every single one of us are in a relationship with Jesus Christ, which is amazing, which is incredible. I am so happy that you are. But it means we haven't asked anybody to come. It means we haven't asked anybody to come and hear the message of the gospel. It means that we haven't stepped out of our own comfort zone to share what Christ has done for us so that He may do it in another. And I know that God's heart is this, that every man and woman on this planet would be in relationship with Him. But He's gone. He's risen. He sits at the right hand of the Father. He says, now you go. He says, now you go. Now you go. Can I just ask right now, just just for two minutes, that you just think of somebody. Just ask God to show you somebody who's ready to hear the gospel. This is a very simple thing. Say, God, who should I ask to church? Lord, who do I bring to church tonight? That they may hear the good news. That they may hear the good news that you died on a cross for them. To set them free. And I'm just going to ask simply that you call them. And ask simply that you give them a call and invite them to church. If they're not willing to come to church, invite them to dinner. Invite them to dinner. Share the gospel. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for the message of the cross. We thank you, Lord God, that we have the privilege, the honor of receiving your love your forgiveness, your resurrection power in our lives. Thank you, Lord God. 
sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we lift our hands in praise. We lift our hands with thanksgiving. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for Easter. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.